Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host and a marriage celebrant in Melbourne. If you're interested in booking me as your celebrant, please give the podcast a review and just email me a screenshot to get a 10% listener discount off the package of your choice. For those of you that are new to my audience, thank you for joining me. Each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Inez, a makeup artist who works closely with her clients to achieve a natural look so that you still feel like yourself. Passionate about animals and the environment, Inez uses vegan and cruelty-free products whilst almost being mindful of waste, offsetting her carbon emissions and working towards being as sustainable as possible. Oh, hi, Inez. Thank you so much for joining me on the Effortless Weddings podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Enjoying the sunny weather. <laughs> I know. How nice is it? And in April as well. So we're recording this in April and we had rain and cold last week, didn't we? And today it's absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Summer is mm. back for just a little bit. <laughs> I hope it stays. I hope it stays. No, um, it can't. <laughs> No, probably not, especially not in Melbourne. (laughs) Mm. Um, If it's all right with you, I might just give you the floor to open up with. Just tell us all about who you are, what you do, where you're based, all that kind of stuff. Is that all right with you? Yeah, no worries. Um, So my name is Ines. I'm a cruelty-free hair and makeup artist. Um, I'm originally from the Netherlands um, and came here to travel um, and then didn't leave. And that's about, I think, eight years ago, 2013. Oh, yeah, wow. Eight years ago, <clears throat> almost eight years ago. And um, have lived, after traveling, I've lived in Melbourne for about six years, mostly in Fitzroy, mm-hmm. um, and just grew my business from basically, yeah, basically nothing, I guess, because I that's, didn't wow. know anyone in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and when that was like looking to go really well, obviously when that was COVID, but let's just forget about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, we decided to move out of Melbourne and now live an hour and a half north of Melbourne in Kesselmaine. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a, a the tree change that everyone's doing at the moment. <laughs> Not very original. Um, so yeah, it was a bit, um, bit of a big jump for my business as well. But I've got loads of bookings that uh just all over the place obviously mm. um definitely still for this year and a couple in 2022 mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm still like traveling everywhere and hopefully the new bookings will be more and more uh local we are near to um dealsford here and Macedon rangers beautiful um so yeah there is uh weddings here and hopefully um other work beside weddings as well mm-hmm. um but we'll see um yeah i felt in Melbourne, I was definitely just before COVID. I sort of felt I was definitely getting somewhere mm-hmm. um, with the business, um, and then obviously in COVID, it was all a bit odd because, as we probably all experienced, suddenly there was like oh, there were periods where there were no inquiries at all, and then you sort of forget that no one has anything happening. So you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this everything lost that I build up. But I think in every um, moment, um, what I was a bit of easing of restrictions or people felt a bit confident or whatever um yeah I think for me and I think that's for everyone else you you realize that everything was still there uh, I was just sort of like hibernating yeah um 
And yes, I'm with my business, um, I focus on cruelty free because that's really important to me. Um, I think no makeup product should be tested on animals because it's just a thing we do uh, for fun. I feel like it's not a necessity. Um, and my kit is pretty much vegan. I've got like one or two products that aren't that I'm either using up or not haven't, haven't found a replacement for that I think is as good. Uh, but my goal is to just make it all vegan friendly because um, um, I get more and more people like people inquiring vegan services. So it's just easier to yeah. have everything uh, vegan. And again, I think if it can be done without animal products, then we might as well. Like, why would we use it um, if we can do if we can do the same without? Yeah. Um, and then next to that, um, I try to work as sustainable as possible as well. So like minimal use of disposables and tissues. Mm -hmm. I use like a towel instead of tissues and then wash it at home, um, which I do in my own life as well. But I try to yeah do the same in my business. In yeah. Melbourne, I used to ride to jobs a lot. Um, but yeah, that's With your whole less likely to happen here. Yeah, wow. I, had, I have a back and a front rack. And I could wow. kind of just fit it all, fit it all in. It was heavy. Yeah. Um, and I think the last time I did it in my, my last job in Melbourne where I rode my bike, it was really hot and I was just yeah. so over it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm moving to Kesselman. So it's unlikely I'll be riding for a little while. Mm. Um, and I, th I was thinking I should probably get like an electrical bike or something a bit easier um, yeah. if I want to continue doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if I'll get much local jobs in Castlemaine or, or if it will yeah. be more like the surrounding area. So I'm not sure if mm. I'll be able to ride yeah. still anyway. But yeah, I guess, I don't know, could I uh, hopefully in the future we could get an electrical car or, you know, yeah. <laughs> some, like I, I, I offset, <laughs> offset my um, offset my car mm -hmm. like already. So it can do that, I guess. So just yeah. trying to do little things if you have to drive. Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah, I guess like if I have to drive to Yarra Valley from where I am now, yeah, it's a pretty big drive. It's not the most sustainable thing to do. So yeah, um, yeah I guess if I could get more local work, that would be uh, good for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it I think saves a... your couples, I guess, on or your clients on the travel fees and stuff as well, doesn't it? Also, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, But some people don't seem to, um, like I thought people would think the travel fees would be too high mm -hmm. um, but I've, I'm still getting inquiries for people that get married like sort of on the other side of Melbourne that yeah. are aware that I moved so they literally write in their email like I know you just moved to Castlemaine um, but I'm getting married here which is on the other side of town yeah. um, can you come anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, well, so yeah I'm just gonna have right. to slowly uh, yeah try and transfer everything I guess and sort of see how everything goes it's a bit hard to to uh, predict yeah but I think it's really important for for many of us to have the right makeup artist as well to have the right suppliers with with our big events and with those big days and that's probably a little bit more important than a bit of a travel fee I suppose so yeah, yeah but it's yeah, awesome that yeah. you try to offset all of that travel as well that's amazing yeah yeah I think yeah I think that's the littlest I can do I guess <laughs> yeah trying to do little things here and there I'm far from perfect so yeah just if I can do little things here and there I feel just like 
doing something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think that's the goal really, isn't it? Like not all of us are far from perfect. Nobody's perfect. So yeah, if everybody just does little things, then I still think that's amazing. So I, I just yeah, can't believe I think you so. riding you with your kit strapped to the front and yeah. back of your bike. Like, that's unbelievable. I love it. Yep. It wasn't always easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> now well, when I, I put guess... things in the car, I'm like, oh, this is such a breeze. <laughs> yeah, this is so much easier. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, you've pretty much answered sort of my next question as well, which was sort of around how the business started and and what your point of difference was. So you really focused on that vegan, cruelty-free and running a sustainable business as possible, which is all wonderful to hear. I love all of that. Um, And I think you're right that people in general are looking more for vegan and cruelty-free products, even in everyday use, not just for for their weddings or their big events. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think also, um, so I, I guess at some stage, I thought that would be the point of difference and people would like kind of Google for that or search for that and then find me, which happens now, which is very special. I've never done paid advertising, not because I didn't want to, I wanted to, but I'm scared because I don't know where to put the money to make it yeah. give me money. And so mm. I've worked on a campaign and then never kind of launched it and um anyway they were, like I worked with someone on it and then they never responded blah blah, blah. anyway so I never yeah. got to doing paid advertisement yet um and so I guess now when you google like cruelty free makeup artist Melbourne or vegan makeup artist Melbourne I get very high up in the results which is very special I feel when I've not, I've not done any paid advertising yeah, yeah. So that's really exciting and I thought that would be kind of my thing um but more and more I get people that um, really resonate with my work mm. as well. Not saying that my work's not good, but I guess you always yeah. <laughs> look at others and see how they're better or whatever. You, mm. I guess you see you're more critical towards yourself. Um, and I think what is hard to find in Melbourne and potentially in the rest of Australia is actual really natural mm. makeup where uh you know you can see you're wearing makeup that's fine but um like it doesn't change who you are where people go like oh I didn't like I hardly recognize you yeah um and that's really awesome as well where people go like Mm. oh I've looked so much and so much until I found you and um and now I just want you I had a girl that was January last year just before COVID she was getting married in Tasmania which is also Mm. not very sustainable for me to travel (laughs) over there. So I was a bit on the fence, but she literally said like, Oh, I was so happy. I found you like, no, I could find someone that, you know, could people just make them look like themselves and look really good. Like I do a lot of before and afters on my, on my Instagram with no filters or no Photoshopping, nothing. Yeah. And so you can see people's imperfections potentially still in the after one because the people Mm. are who they are, but they, you know, all of them look, amazing and stunning Mm -hmm. uh, but still like themselves and um yeah more and more notice that that people like that too which I think I just thought maybe was more a flaw than a strength which may sound weird but for a makeup artist I thought oh I have to do heavy I have to be heavier handed and I have to you know put more or make it look heavier um and it's been so nice that more and more people find me where I at don't feel I have to do that like I know they want what I love to do and what I'm good at I guess yeah yeah 
Yeah, no, when you were saying that more and more people were coming to you for your work, I was about to say, okay, let's talk about your work and your style. And then you launched right into it. And yes. no, it's it's perfect. It saved me the trouble of asking. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to you myself as well. And that I, um, I was ref- given, you were referred to me by another celebrant who you would know, Zena, yeah. Um, yeah. who's had you, you know, beautify her <laughs> on many occasions. And yeah, I really resonated with your work as well. That more natural look, just enhancing features or adding a pop of color or doing something yeah. maybe slightly different to what you would usually do, but still looking like yourself. And I think that's such a wonderful philosophy. And I think it's yeah, really, really yeah, popular yeah. for weddings, you know, because people pay thousands of dollars for professional photography on their wedding day, but they don't want to look back on those photos and not recognize themselves. Like they still want to really look like themselves. I think that's, yeah, that's very common. I think it's, it's interesting. There is a bit of both. I feel Mm. some brides want to look like, like super beautiful. And if that doesn't Mm. exactly look like them, (laughs) that's kind of fine. Yeah. (laughs) If they look back in 10 years time, they're like, Oh, I looked amazing. I looked like a model or something. They are happy with that. Like I've heard that too. Um, That's not the people that I, obviously get usually we get often taught like every time I've done any education that was around bridal um Mm. almost always they tell us like you've got to go heavier than you know then it looks nice and natural you have to go a bit heavier because for photography a lot of it gets you know fleshed away which is true Mm -hmm. however I think we sort of have to find the right balance where it looks good in both because I feel if if the bride looks in the mirror during the day and sort of goes like, oh, it's very heavy, I think yeah. she will look worse on the photos for it because she won't feel amazing and beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you I don't smile as go, much, right? Like when you don't yeah. feel right, you don't smile the same or as much. Yeah. Like the radiance that brides have, I think it's less there if they don't feel really beautiful. So I, I'd rather be lighter handed and then having... Yeah less of that kind of makeup that you kind of need a little bit sometimes for the photos but mm. have the radiance and the bright feeling amazing and supernatural if that's what she wanted then going yeah. a bit heavier and yes maybe on the photos objectively uh, the makeup might look a little better or you know mm. but the bride in the look in the mirror thinking it's actually a bit more than she wanted to um yeah. But yeah, we often get told to just convince brides that a little bit more that they have to do that for the photos, like because okay. the because the photos is what they look back on, and so that's what they remember, kind mm-hmm. of the day was. And I'm like, yeah, I I would like to find an ideal balance, but I get brides mm-hmm. as well that literally want to look actually very natural. Yeah, um, I don't think we should go against that it's not like my job to to go like oh I would do this because I'm used to more makeup because I work with makeup so I might find something a bit heavier looking really good on her yeah it's not about me if they they think they look really good with very light layer or hardly any foundation or I don't care I haven't had it but no foundation I've had that with 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 you know additional people in bridal parties sometimes Mm. um that's fine you know I'm not Mm. gonna go you have to wear this for the photos I mean I'll just I'll tell about it and talk about it but yeah um yeah Yeah. and and but I do think for some people that is the right approach and so potentially they'll they'll go to different artists which is completely Mm. fine 
as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're right that although a lot of the education is saying that for, you know, valid reasons and everything, like you say, you're attracting a particular type of clientele that would prefer to look more natural and that's okay if that's what they want. Um, And I think that photographers really know what they're doing. You know, photographers have got really fancy equipment and they know how to catch the light and then they have editing afterwards. So yeah, I think ultimately the couples and the brides and everybody feeling good is probably what you're more working towards. Yeah. 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 And I, I've never seen any photos of weddings where people didn't look good. (laughs) No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, is there anything in particular that you would say that needs to definitely be avoided because of photography or in your experience, have you come come across anything that always works well with photography or is it just Um, you're good and let the photographer work their magic? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think people should definitely stay close to what they want, mm. whatever that is, and don't let anyone convince them otherwise. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I've, I've, I once had a trial with a girl and she had a trial before me with someone else. Okay. And then she told me how good the work of the artist looked on her Instagram and she told me who the artist was. I had a look on that Instagram and I saw everything was edited. Like the, okay. the behind the scenes, like obviously professional photos are edited. That's that's fine. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but her kind of behind the scenes before and afters were edited. Yep. And that right. made me realize I can see that. I see that straight away because I see skin with pores going to skin with no pores. Yep. Like that doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I saw it straight away, but she just thought, oh, that looks, it looks really good. Um, so I think that's unfair, but uh, yeah, I mean, mm. <laughs> people can do whatever they want on their social media. It's just like, you're not showing people reality, but I guess yeah. often we're not showing reality. So mm. whatever. Um, but yeah, then she went and she wanted, she wanted like a kind of almost a classic red lip, black eyeliner kind of look. Okay. Or almost like a dark red lip, quite moody for mm-hmm. your typical bride I guess um okay. and that artist didn't even really ask what she wanted um she just did like pink and glitter and blush and <laughs> everything <laughs> and so she ended up with this glitter pink look that was mm. was anything but she wanted she showed me the photos and it wasn't that it was like necessarily okay. bad or anything it was just not at all what she wanted yeah and I would never tell someone like this is bridal or I know how to do bridal makeup or, you know, because, mm. because yeah, everyone's different. There is no one, there is no one type of bridal makeup to me. Yeah. And if there's like, you know, what, what you generally most see, if someone wants that, that's fine. They'll, they'll just tell me and they'll give me inspiration images that look like that. Then obviously that's cool. Um, but if they want something completely different, then that's, uh, fine with me too but I yeah, yeah. I, I think as a as a general thing maybe you could go slightly heavier on a blush than you'd normally do okay photography. yeah I think that's one thing that I've really learned and I'm not very heavy-handed with a blush so I actually often get it if I show people that they go oh can I get a little bit more blush and I'm like yes. yeah <laughs> yes of course um, you can <laughs> yeah I'm like yes you can yeah um yeah because it is true that a bit of that color gets flushed away um Mm. but again if someone looks in the mirror and they think it's too much blush then it's i I think it's too much even if that looks good on images i I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want someone to feel like they have super red cheeks in real life and then go like well on the images unless it's for a photo shoot and then 
you know, it doesn't doesn't matter what it looks like in real life. Yeah, yeah. No no big deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, no, I don't think I don't think there's anything in particular. Maybe sometimes uh, like a false lash is nice mm. for people even that think they don't wear that or wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. Just to give that bit of extra like drama also from a distance, but yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I guess it's hard too because you know, especially being in Melbourne, we we can't predict the weather. We don't know what's going to happen. So, even if you're thinking about flash photography and stuff, it could be a super bright sunny day, or it could be really really overcast, or we could get rain and it could all be indoors. So all of that predictability is so like non-existent in Melbourne for weddings. We can't do it. So, yeah, I think ultimately your philosophy of let's make the client happy is probably the better philosophy. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, one thing actually with humid weather, which we don't get that much mm. hair out styles, I think it's that's mm. something to consider for people that um, humidity will really impact whatever styling's done to your hair. Yeah. Will basically break apart whatever's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to wear your hair out and you've got like straight hair and you want to wave, but it's super humid on your wedding day, then that's a bit of a hard thing. Yeah. Maybe rethink um, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't happen that often, to be honest, we don't have that many, like even if it's no. raining, it's usually not super humid. Mm, um, mm. Yeah. Well, I guess so moving into that, because you you do also do hairstyling, don't you? So I would like to touch on that as well. Um, are there any particular favourites of yours or a style that you tend to lean towards or clients that you tend to attract in the hair realm of things? Um, yeah, I think more loose kind of romantic styles mm-hmm. uh, than very... Um, not a name for like a friend not a not so many like french rolls and stuff like that a bit more yeah where everything's really um what do you call that i don't know structured yeah maybe Maybe. um but other than that not all all kinds of different hairstyles i feel i think just trying to think back (laughs) yeah no i think i feel recently i've done Maybe not so many because there were a lot of bigger weddings and then I had someone with me and I only did the bride's hair. So I'm like, oh, at that wedding, I didn't do the hair and at that wedding, I didn't yeah. do the hair. <laughs> um, Are braids still having a moment? Because I know braids were like super, super popular the last couple of years. I think they're probably still having a bit of a moment, aren't they? Yeah, I think braids are just changing to like what type of braid. Yeah. Um, because I think we got we've gone from the French braid, which is like like you go over over over, and it mm-hmm. looks more kind of inward, to mm-hmm. that Dutch braid that where you go under under under, and it's more on top of the hair, and then pull it yeah. out, and it gets really thick and chunky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Dutch braids are still yeah still see a bit of that. I think a lot of yeah. a lot of um, not a whole I've not done many whole braids. Mm. Uh, but yeah, incorporated in the style in the style. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think almost always there's curls involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Curls are a big thing because I, I know for me I cannot curl my own hair. I am really, really bad at it. <laughs> so if I'm paying someone to do my hair, I love a curl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
pretty common, right? It's like getting a good curl that's going to hold for your whole wedding day. You tend to want a professional to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe also, yeah, if people do anything to their own hair, it's usually more straightening than curling. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. guess. And I love I love curly hair. Um, mm. I guess more than straight hair. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So, I love a curl. Love yeah. a good curl. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, curls always popular. I don't get many people wanting something in a straight style, and also feel often people I feel that they can just do that themselves. They don't. They yeah. Get what you say they don't need someone to straighten their hair. Really. Yeah. Maybe. Only and curls you, just you know, feel- if you want to heap more volume or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing then maybe, but yeah. Yeah, and curls just feel romantic, like you said. They have that romantic, you know, outdoor wedding kind of summery feel to them. So it, it just tends to fit, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, so with all of this makeup and hair, I'm going to think that there's probably a number of questions you're going to ask your clients when they contact you. Like you're going to need to know headwear or veils and necklines and all kinds of information. Would you be able to run us through some of those types of things that a makeup and and hairstylist would need to know? Yeah. So usually um, in the beginning, I get more... um, uh, not so specific in the details more about how like how many people and mm. uh, you know timing times and mm-hmm. stuff <clears throat> um, and I try to get not go not to go into much further detail until they've made up their mind uh, and made their booking yeah um, because I've had times where I've worked out like a whole time schedule for them and then they're like oh my friends booked an artist for me or whatever okay um so I try to really consciously, um, you know, answer all their questions, but mm-hmm. not spend hours and hours and hours uh, before they've made up their mind that they want to book me. Okay. Um, and um, what I usually do, so I, um, I create a shared Google Drive mm-hmm. um, with my brides uh, or couples, but usually it's, usually it's the bride. Yeah. Um, um, I often don't even get to meet the groom. So. No. <laughs> um, I know sometimes they say you should always say couples, always say couples, never say brides. But I'm like, oh, I only really but do. But you do with tend to work with brides, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually don't really work with the complete couple. Um, yeah. yeah, so I create a Google Drive um, where we just share information. So when I do, uh, when we do the trial, I put um, the uptick photos during the trial and I put them on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, I ask them for their inspiration pics and everything put it on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some brides have a Pinterest board, so they share mm-hmm. just the link that with me, which is obviously fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But often for the sort of other people that um, get hair and makeup done, they might not have a Pinterest board. Yeah. Um, and I also always ask a photo of them and um, yeah, some information about if they, you know, what they're wearing and um, mm. what kind of hair they have. Uh, and then also inspiration pictures uh, for them as well. And mm-hmm. that just saves a massive amount of time on the day because I already yeah. know what they want and I, like, I kind of already know what I'm doing and I still have a chat to them, obviously, but it's much less lengthy. Like mm. if I haven't got that information, I'm literally they, like, they're going to scroll on their phone while I'm there looking at pictures mm. and talking me through it. And that takes like 15 minutes for them to sort of like have explained me everything. Yeah. Um, and I 
we don't really have that time usually. Yeah, um, wedding days wedding day. are scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but because I get there usually quite early, like hours before everyone has mm. to feel re- has to be ready. Everyone mm. feels like they've got loads of time. Um, so I in the be- in the beginning of the day, I often have to rush them on a little. Yeah. Um, because they're like, well, it's still four hours away or whatever it is. And I'm like, yes, but if we don't <laughs> we don't yeah. um, do anything now, then at the end we'll, we will run out of time. Um, yeah. yeah, so I gather all that information, uh, whatever I can get. Um, and sometimes they're really good and they give me everything I need and sometimes I don't get it. So I just have to accept that. That's fine. Mm. Um, and sort of prep accordingly. So I make a time schedule for them with usually with a standard amount of time uh, mm-hmm. for every person. But if I know someone's hair is going to really cost a lot more time for whatever reason, okay. or it's going to be much quicker, like someone with short hair, um, mm-hmm. then I can like adjust that in the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so try to get that information. And with brides, usually they'll do a trial. So we really know yep. what we're doing and we know how much time they cost. And, and um, if possible, I always tell them to um, try on their dress if they have it already or do dress fitting um, mm-hmm. after the trial so they can see it all together. That's obviously not always possible, yeah. but I, I, it's a I really feel good it's, idea, it's though. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they can do it, I feel sometimes, not often, but sometimes people have gone like, oh, maybe they've chosen like a side updo and they've chosen mm-hmm. to maybe put it in the like straight at the back anyway or the other way around mm-hmm. or, or they had an updo and they decided that maybe it would look better out or something like that when they saw it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like it's not super important but if you can do it I think it's good yeah um, what other I think that's the main things we sort of talk about um, that I talk about with couples to sort of like prepare or like brides or couples mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so yeah, we usually look together at what kind of dress and what would look good. Um, yeah. But most of the time, they'll they'll make up their kind of like mood board or uh, inspiration images, and we take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I must admit that also, I don't. Obviously, it, it it's important to sort of look at what the dress looks like, but I think most styles can look good with most dresses. Mm-hmm. Um. And maybe not everyone would agree with that. <laughs> um, but it's not, not often that I would say, oh, well, if you have that kind of dress, I really wouldn't get that kind of hairstyle. Like I talk okay. with them through what it means. Like if they, for example, if they have a, like a really low back dress, we mm-hmm. talk through like, you know, what would it like visualize together? What would that look like with an updo or with your hair out? And what would that mean for the dramatic mm-hmm. effect that you're creating there? Are you making it less or do you want to make it more or whatever? But uh I can't think of many things where I would go like, oh no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I start with it. I don't think it's that important. Yeah. I mean, like you say, it kind of sounds like when you're working together with your clients, it's it's more about what do you like? What look do you like? Do you want more dramatic or less dramatic? Do you want more structured or more loose and romantic? And it's working out those things. And ultimately, yeah, they're gonna look amazing regardless. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. I guess it's hard to sort of answer that question and and to to put 
a framework around such a creative process, you know, because it's such a creative process and you work so closely with each individual client that it's it would be really difficult yeah. to just give some hard advice to our listeners because they're all so different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, um, I feel some people maybe would, but I think that's also just not how I work. And, and you're mm-hmm. right, for me, it really is uh, like a collaboration with them. Um, and I've really felt more and more that way since in the beginning, uh, people always came in for their trial first and then booked me, mm-hmm. which was, um, I never questioned that that was the thing to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at some stage, I swapped that around because I want them to do their trials later on, closer to the date. Because uh, I've had a few times where people like, you know, change everything around or change their dress or change the colors or, yeah. Um, and then they had to either redo their trial or what happens often, they just trust me. <laughs> They're like, I yeah. trust you. It'll be fine. <laughs> which which obviously works, always works out. It always works out. Um, yes. but I was like, yeah, it's probably better if I do it closer to the date. Um, they, then they're not going to change their mind. They, they mm. know everything's done and ready. Mm. Um, plus then I still kind of remember better as well. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw her two or three months ago. You know, I really know still that I saw her instead of like, I saw her one year ago with a different hair yeah. and a different skin yeah. color and like whatever, she dyed her hair. Yeah. Um, and, um, since I thought people would never book me without a trial. It's like, how, how would yeah. I, how are they, how are they going to give me, how are going to know that they want me without having, you know, having done a trial? Yeah. But everyone's fine with that. It's completely no, normal. People know <laughs> that they want me um, without the trial. They're like, no, well, yeah. I can see your work. You know, I can see on your social media, on your website, I can see what you can do. So, so that'll be fine. Yeah. And I feel that really changes the vibe of what you're doing together because suddenly mm-hmm. the trial becomes a space where you're together figuring out what's mm-hmm. right for her instead yeah. her seeing if you can do the job kind of thing because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes on the Facebook pages you see people that say like oh I had this trial with this makeup artist and um, I wasn't happy so now I need a new a new one and then you know other people respond like did you tell her and did you yeah and was it a collaboration yeah, sometimes they just sit down and they go like, well, you show me what you can do. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's really hard because we can't work that way. We need to, you know, yeah. know about you and what you want. You need to tell us. And obviously it's mm. on us to to ask for input. And, and like I give people the mirror on the trial. I usually work in stages. Also, mm-hmm. again, from natural, natural to heavier and mm-hmm. take photos at each stage so I take a before mm-hmm. photo and then I'll do something quite natural and then give a mirror and then sort of go like you know do you want more of this or less of this and sometimes you know the, the most natural variant definitely is too natural and people go like oh yeah no I definitely want a bit heavier but okay. sometimes people go like oh no this is definitely this is plenty and then and then go yeah. like do you think it's not enough I'm like I think it's you know if I didn't like it I wouldn't have given you the mirror yet yeah (laughs) I don't don't give people the mirror if I'm not happy yeah um but then um yeah people can sort of see different stages of how Mm. heavy it can be and and I take photos of that and so I guess they can afterwards look um look back at the photos and I feel Mm. then you're really working together you're really like they have to tell me oh I don't like that or I do like that or uh, sometimes it's as subtle as um, oh, sometimes things are like about the 
the cool and the warm tones, for example, mm. like people don't even know to describe it that way. But for example, I've used warm tones in, in the eyeshadow or something and they're like, oh, you know, I like it a bit. They describe it usually in a different way, but then I'm yeah. like, ah, okay, so you don't like uh, the, the warm, warm tones so much or mm. you're not used to that. Um, so then we'll sort of change that around. And yeah, it really is a collaboration. And I'm so glad mm. that I've swapped that around years ago where it gives so much more space um, to make it a collaboration and have people mm. sort of not yeah judge you but really work together and find that style also it's better for my, my insecurity I guess because yeah yeah if you're working together then yeah no it's a really different feeling than if you've done a trial and you like afterwards you have to wait 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 to see whether yeah. they're gonna book you yeah yeah, it's really flipped things around for you, hasn't it? Because I, I agree with you. Having the trial first is kind of like, a, okay, show me what you can do or let's see how this goes. Whereas the trial later just brings that whole different vibe of we are going to work together and we're, we're going to make this happen. And even just logistically, yeah. like you were saying, by the time you get to that close to the wedding, they've probably bought all their accessories. You know, they've confirmed their headwear. They've confirmed how they want their hair and their colour and their cut and all of that's been confirmed as well. Like all those little things are kind of sorted a bit closer yeah. to the, the wedding. And so you really know what you're working with. There's not going to be any new surprises. <laughs> yeah. And I must say it's still relatively often um, people want little changes and don't do mm. a new trial and, and still go like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, which I think is okay. You know, if, I guess I've got to be flexible. Sometimes it puts more pressure on me for the day uh, if yeah. they like change the style that they want particularly with hair um around quite a bit and then mm. I'm basically sometimes experimenting on the day with the yeah. bridal hair which I'm not 100 yeah. happy with <laughs> I just could because imagine. they trust me which is great but yeah um I feel like if yeah, I had me, to write a ceremony it would be like okay I don't know what to write cool <laughs> yeah yeah exactly they're just like yeah. make it up on the day and you're like great yeah um, but it's fine you know I, as we said before it always works out yeah always um one way or the other um mm. and I feel I get I get really lovely people as well so I guess if they ask me to experiment they're also again sort of you work together so they won't yeah. be like no it's not good enough it's not good enough it's not good enough like you create yeah. it together um yeah. yeah i feel like i get really lovely people as well that wouldn't then just be mean and go like it's never good enough or yeah like you hear some yeah. terrible stories oh that's a shame i mean i know like for me as a you know pretty everyday person who I have no training whatsoever in makeup artistry I have no training it whatsoever in hairstyling I'm not good at that stuff myself so I don't feel like I can be like that you know I don't feel like I can be like no I don't like that I don't like that I don't want this I don't want this or I, I will never have a super super clear vision in my mind of exactly how my hair or makeup would look I would have a vibe and some inspiration yeah. and then I'd be like can you tell me if this is achievable or you know what I mean because you're you being the trained expert so yeah I think that's why it's a collaboration as well right like you're coming from the years yeah. of experience and education and we're just coming from a I think I like this kind of vibe yeah <laughs> but I do think people know once they look in the mirror whether they like yeah. something or not 
for sure um so yeah i guess it's harder to describe Mm. maybe what you want to want or what you're after and also you might have images of other people wearing something but you know usually Mm. what you find are models Um, exactly so yeah who don't necessarily look look like you yeah no exactly but it's not a photo of me with that makeup or that hairstyle so it's still really hard to know if you're gonna like it until it's on you yeah yeah but I think it's really important to just speak your mind when you when you Mm. get that mirror and even if you can't describe feel you can't describe it I think just try um yeah you know try to say the things because what I just said with the warm and cool tones no one ever said that to me but the words they use mean that I know um like they might talk about it's too orangey or too brown or 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 you know whatever they the words they use to describe it are too pink then I know Mm. um I know what to do because I I kind of know what that means and what other options there are yeah um and sometimes yeah, sometimes people I can see in their eyes that they're not happy yet mm. uh, but they don't know why and they're, they're sort of hesitant to say anything but because I can see I'll just keep on you know nagging them a bit and go like yeah you know, and even if they don't if they don't give in I might even say you know I've got the feeling you know, I can see that you're you know you're not completely happy and then yeah. often they'll go like okay yeah, but I don't know what it is or it's something like this mm. I think usually you find out together um, yeah. what it is and I think it's really important that when you pay someone so much money mm. for hair and makeup you've yeah. gotta you've gotta be happy and you've gotta you can't you know sometimes I'm not sure if it's ever happened to me but I've, I've heard where people said okay yeah it's fine and then uh, change their hair and makeup and changing it a little is mm. also fine but it's like mm. people take off their makeup that they just paid over a hundred dollars to get and then do it themselves yeah. I mean that's also just a waste of money. So I, I think you yeah. should just at least try to get the artist to do something that you love. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I guess, I yeah, like- I mean, sometimes you'll be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And sometimes you'll just maybe like it. Um, I guess there's different um, grades levels, of how yeah. amazing or how, yeah, how levels of how happy you'll be. Um, yeah. If you don't speak your mind, then an artist, they just can't know because they, they don't know you and they might think, something looks good on you but you might disagree or have never seen yourself that way and therefore not like it so subjective um Mm. what looks good yeah yeah definitely and like we were saying before it's that whole you know you've got to feel good you've got to look in the mirror and feel happy because otherwise you won't smile in your wedding photos as much or you'll be thinking about it. It'll be bothering you all day long. So yeah, I think definitely important to communicate, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, uh, but I also, so I do also think it's up to the artist to, Mm. to create that space. Um, Because I also know not every artist works that way. Um, I've worked with artists that literally let someone sit down, do their makeup, like don't talk beforehand. They don't know what, you know what this person wants they literally do the makeup show the mirror at the end and that's it you know like yeah. hey, this is it not are you happy but literally this is it um so i guess it's <laughs> up to us me. as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess yeah, if someone no. <laughs> oh, i don't know if someone feels no i i don't i couldn't work that way no i guess if if you book at that artist and you love their work maybe it can work because you want mm. what they do potentially and if all that work looks sometimes artists you can see all their work looks quite similar mm. doesn't really matter that much who's in their chair they'll do a similar thing and okay. if that's 
the thing you want I guess that could work but um yeah I think generally you've got to communicate um we've got to communicate and we've got to create a safe space where people feel they can uh say they aren't happy without feeling that they're judging us um they're not judging us they're just you know they're not saying our work isn't good they're just saying that they don't like something or want something different I think um I don't feel offended if if someone doesn't like something or want something different um Mm. Mm. yeah I don't feel it means that I'm not doing a good job it's just that I don't know them personally and I don't know what they love um on themselves or what they used to some people wear a something very heavy black on their eye every day and maybe I would never do that so they, mm. they have to tell me if they want something like that mm. um, sometimes not even the same but sometimes they need that at least something that looks like what they always do a little bit yeah. to to feel like themselves yeah definitely and I think as well like I'm just going to kind of throw it out there our moods can really change things as well like how I feel today is probably not the same as how I feel tomorrow and you know we all dream of waking up on our wedding day and just kind of skipping through the fields with Bambi but (laughs) the reality of it is that it can be a little bit more stressful than that and we may wake up feeling a bit anxious or a bit nervous or yep yeah, yeah, like how, how you're feeling emotionally can really make a difference to how you feel about what you're seeing in the mirror. So, yeah, yeah, I feel, um, yeah, it happens a lot that people get um, nervous. I usually get the bride towards the end of my kind of day. Mm. Um, and they've been like running around all morning or, or just chilling or like chatting to people. And then when they yeah. get in my chair, it's a real moment of, sometimes just calm and reflection mm. um so often stuff happens in their mind <laughs> while they're in my chair yeah um because it's the kind of last moment they sit down and not looking at their phone um mm-hmm. often there's no continuous chatter anymore because whoever was is there sort of chatting amongst themselves I try to also create it that way a little bit that not everyone's around me and because uh, I find that a bit intense myself <laughs> if there's like yeah. everyone for hours and hours chatting around me um yeah. so I prefer that to happen slightly on the side if possible mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and I really feel that if people um uh if emotions are happening I don't know maybe because I'm so close to them and I I think I I can hear or see or feel that breathing I guess because I'm so close so you really um notice up on it yeah it's hard to describe why that is i i I by no means think there's anything supernatural going on where i feel things at all so i i think it's just the way they look the way they talk um, the way they breathe and you notice that they get a bit nervous or anxious or um which is yeah it's really interesting because because it's nice to create that calmness and you know, either have a chat to them about it if they want to or just leave them be. Like, they don't have to chat. They can just sit and rest. think. Yeah. Rest, <laughs> yeah, and not talk for a little bit. But sometimes it helps as well to just talk about it. Sometimes I ask, say, like, oh, you know, I've got the feeling you're getting a little nervous and then they can just, like, sort of talk it off a little. Yeah. Um, which can be nice as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's quite a special little moment people often say that as well they're like oh it's so nice not just the being spoiled but just 
you know, they're not really looking at their phone. They're not doing anything. Yeah. And we don't have many moments um, in our lives where we not do anything, where we allow ourselves to just sit and be without yeah. grabbing our phone and having to look on something again. Um, and so I guess that makes already for quite a nice experience Yeah, um, for, for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that's really special for the wedding day as well, being able to grasp those moments whenever you can. So that that moment with your makeup artist and your hairstylist, like, yeah, just breathe, just sit and be and and enjoy it because your day is about to get really hectic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true, yeah. Yeah, you guys probably don't get paid enough for what you're doing. You're kind of verging on <laughs> therapists or counsellors a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zina always says that, um, um, that we, don't, we don't charge enough hair and yeah. makeup artists in general. Mm. She's like, I can't believe you can work for that. Like you don't charge enough. Yeah. Um, but then again, I know people who charge double to what I charge. So um, mm. I'm sure there's people that charge enough. Time to put um, your prices up in is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to to know what you know what your price should be. Yeah. Um, I already get sometimes that I'm above people's budget, and I find that annoying, okay. uh, annoying, sad. I guess. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I would want. I don't know. I want. I, I want to do everyone's makeup. Who wants me to do yeah. their makeup? <laughs> I guess. Um, and I guess for double, like imagine if I'd have double the price, I think you get a different clientele as well. Yeah, true, true. That's it's not saying that you won't get any bookings anymore, but it might not, not actually be the same people. I think mm. you also have to have to think about what budget they work with. I'm not yeah. sure about that though. Yeah. But I mean, look, the, the whole philosophy feeling. even of this podcast is just for people to have a wedding that is most true to them. And like your philosophy with makeup and hair fits really well with that is just make sure you're happy with your hair and makeup and that more natural kind of feel. Um, so yeah, it's really hard to put a price on how you feel though, isn't it? You know, it's really hard to put a price on yeah. how suppliers make you feel or how you feel about their work or you know, yeah. getting the day that is most true to you. It's hard. Yeah. It, yeah. It's hard to put a price on that. And at the same time, I get that, you know, financially people have only got as a certain amount of money to play with sometimes. So we have, yeah. We have to and weddings are crazily, crazily yeah. expensive. So obviously I can say like, why not spend a couple of hundreds do uh, like more on me? It'll be worth it. Um, mm. But it's not, not any different for getting the right venue and getting the right celebrant and getting the right photographer and getting the right videographer. And flowers and then suddenly you're if you try to organize something for like whatever thirty thousand dollars suddenly become sixty thousand or yeah. over a hundred thousand or, yeah. or whatever it is <laughs> um and that also i can imagine doesn't feel right either if you're trying to keep to a budget because mm. every time i think about how much weddings cost i'm like it's it's, it's, it's logical but it's it's insane you're spending so much money yeah. on the one day that you yeah. could use also use for a very big holiday or yeah you know <laughs> yeah and that's why I guess we as suppliers we try to make it as special as we can like we get it you know the the money you're spending and the time of effort into the planning and everything as well we're we're, we're on board with trying to make it the dream day <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah <laughs> 
I did want to touch very briefly on men and trans or fluid clients oh, as well. Right. Like obviously yeah. everybody is entitled to wear makeup. Um, I know that the majority of our industry for you would be brides. Um, yeah. 100%. That absolutely makes sense. But do you have any tips for anybody else who may want makeup? I mean, other than, hey, go for it. If you would like to wear makeup on your wedding day, it doesn't matter what gender you are or how you identify, go yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do want to say go for it. And yeah. I think also just in- inquire with someone, uh, mm. even though they might not show um, um, much diversity, I guess, on their mm. timeline or on their work. Um, mm. Doesn't mean they don't want to. Um and I know you want to see more of yourself in their work so you, you know mm. they can do it. But I guess sometimes for us, it's also a slow process of getting more more and more diverse people, um, firstly, to work with and secondly, that we're mm. allowed to share on our social media and on our mm. websites and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, I think just approach someone and ask the questions. And if you don't like the way they answer, just don't don't you know just stop stop it right there (laughs) yeah um if you feel they're not treating you the way you want to or or the you feel they don't treat you right or whatever um Mm. i think you'll sense that and just trust trust your gut or trust your feelings with that yeah and also i think um if you're there on the day um sometimes i get women go like oh i've got this little thing or can you help me with this little thing Mm -hmm. Um, just go and ask Um, there might be time Mm -hmm. Um, you know there might be extra time where they can do something and they're happy to add you in um, if there is time Um, and think and even if you don't want to hire a makeup artist you can still ask for their advice or do a workshop together with one Mm -hmm. Um, I've done some workshops even online with brides that got married during COVID when I wasn't allowed to Mm -hmm. work yet yeah um and also with brides that um um would get married elsewhere kind of where i couldn't go Mm -hmm. um like overseas or something um and so the same uh we could do with um um all kinds of people i guess like Mm -hmm. anyone if you like oh you feel like you'd want something Mm-hmm. but you don't want to have a, a makeup artist coming to your wedding because that doesn't feel right, then you can do a workshop or something and just talk it through and we can chat together about what you can do and then you feel more comfortable doing whatever it is you want on the day. You might not you know, need a makeup artist um, yeah. to be there potentially. Um, but yeah. It's, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's hard to say in a way it's just the same. Yes. There's no real difference. Because it just depends on, because I'm still kind of talking away where men might want something a little bit less, but that might not be the case. And then yeah. some women also maybe want don't want a full phase of makeup, uh, mm-hmm. but still want a makeup artist to come there and, and feel special. So yeah. in that sense, I think it's almost a real challenge for, for all of us is to just, you know, someone as a human and then go like what do you want <laughs> what's yeah. what does this human want instead yeah. of going like oh well this person is a woman and they want that and that that's a man and yeah. they want that and that's a queer and they want that because mm-hmm. in reality we don't really know um mm-hmm. what someone wants until we until they tell us and show us visuals um yeah 
um, of what 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 I, what it looks like that I want. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely very very much the valid point that I think I was kind of heading towards in my mind, but wasn't able to to voice. And I guess you just kind of put it together for me is that, yeah, makeup has no yeah. rules and it doesn't matter how you identify. If you would like to wear makeup, you can. And if you would like a makeup artist and to feel special on your wedding day or to look great in your photos and enhance your features or cover any imperfections that you're not happy with or whatever it is, you can absolutely do that regardless of your role in the genders <laughs> yeah sorry it took me a little to get there maybe because I was like oh thinking about yeah, it at too. the same time but yeah it yeah. is that is what it is yeah and I think the communication again is so important and I think it's for everyone to mm. feel if this person is listening to you are they asking you for visuals are they asking mm. you what you want uh, do you feel they're listening or are they pushing their idea of mm what something should look like and then go with that feeling if you feel they're not listening mm -hmm. keep on searching and sometimes it's tiring I guess to keep on searching but often I feel we know when someone when someone doesn't resonate or doesn't communicate mm. right yeah definitely definitely all very well said I completely agree um <laughs> you know Inez I think we have pretty much run through all of my major questions that I had for you we've done really well we've gotten through everything um is there anything yeah. else that you would like to talk about or that you would like to address or promote or anything if the the floor is yours again <laughs> again I think we we did talk through a lot of what I stand for and, and yeah like any advisor tips I think I have um for people planning their day mm. um and I'm also, you know, happy if, if couples listen to this later and they just, they maybe might not like my work or might not resonate with it. I'm happy for them to even you still reach out and ask their questions and mm -hmm. um, I might be able to point them in the right direction because um, mm -hmm. I've got a big network, I guess, as well. It's Sometimes it's even easier for me to find something even if I don't have the network. Yeah, um, exactly. like Like a little while ago, I got approached by someone in Sydney uh, mm -hmm. who was getting married there and they said you know I found your work and I love it um, but I'm in Sydney and you're in Melbourne and um, mm. you know they were actually asking would you happen to be in Sydney at that date and I'm like well I don't yeah. happen to be in Sydney at that date. <laughs> yeah. um, but I still help them find uh, someone because they just yeah. explained to me you know what resonated with my work and mm. you know I'm not that unique. There, there are people <laughs> that do similar work out there. Mm -hmm. It's just a bit easier for me to find sometimes. Um, so I help them finding someone in Sydney that was still yeah. free and, you know, with a similar vibe and aesthetic and also working cruelty free. Um, mm. So, yeah, even if, if someone doesn't want to book me for whatever reason, um, I'm so happy to try and help yeah um, so yeah if someone listens to this and they're like oh well I've got these questions but you know I don't necessarily want to book you then they can still reach out and if they want to book me obviously they can reach out yeah <laughs> oh that's so kind of you very nice <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just like sometimes it costs something can cost me five minutes which would cost them hours and hours mm. yeah absolutely the wedding industry is just so saturated I guess with so many different suppliers who are all amazing and it's great because that means there's something out there for everyone 
But yeah, when Mm. you're the person planning your wedding, it can be really hard to cut through and find the suppliers that are your vibe that speak to you. So yeah, yeah, reach out and, and we'll help definitely. So I guess that was leading me as well into, I was going to ask you, how can couples find you? And I suppose one of the best ways would be to look up your Instagram as sort of your big portfolio, wouldn't it? Yeah, Instagram is the way to go nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I still sometimes um, I uh, meet people that don't have Instagram and they've just found me on my website. And then when they say that, I'm like, oh, I haven't updated my website in a while. Like, I hope, you know, it still looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Instagram, definitely they can scroll. You know, you can scroll back so far and see all mm. kinds of looks and all kinds of work that I've done before and afters, mm. but also professional wedding photos or um, if I've done headshots or commercials or, you know, everything's on there. If you just like kind of, it's kind of easy to, I guess, scroll and you can see a lot in yeah. a little amount of time. Yeah. Um, and on my website probably would be just less less mm-hmm. work that still be my work but there's less of it and maybe less up, up to date or less new but mm. um but still has you know still has my work and all my details yeah. maybe a little bit more of a story and my on my website there's a bit more like in the sort of about me section yeah. where instagram doesn't really have space um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a story my website has a bit more of a story about me yep. but if they've made it all the way to the end of this podcast I think the, the yeah. about me section is pretty much covered <laughs> yeah so between the website and your Instagram we've we've probably covered most of the content other than the actual yeah. visual of the photos yeah <laughs> yeah I am on Facebook but usually that's just reposts from Instagram I don't yeah. treat it super separate but yeah people yeah. can approach me there mm-hmm. if they want to um, yeah. And my phone number is, I think, everywhere on all those mm-hmm. channels as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll link everything in the episode description as well so that people can find you. So it'll be nice and easy for our listeners. But yeah, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today, Inez. I really, really do appreciate your time and, and all the wonderful um, information and advice that you've given us has been so good. It's really valuable. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm like, I I felt really honored to be part of it and have a chat to you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Absolutely. Well, I should let you go. I won't take up too much more of your time. Um, So yeah, I look forward to, I look forward to seeing you soon. I think I'm seeing you next weekend. You're going to come and do my my next weekend. (laughs) I'm very excited. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much. Have a good one. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. 
keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.